Straight Talk Uncut. What's up, everybody? It's Tellus. Back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this episode is being recorded on September 2nd, 2016. And the quote for this episode goes like this. Failure is unimportant. It takes courage to make a fool of yourself. Again, failure is unimportant. It takes courage to make a fool of yourself. And that's by Charlie Chaplin. So I was on, uh, I've been online on, on YouTube uh, the past, probably about the past two weeks. Just, just rediscovering all the things that I don't normally, I mean, normally when I go to YouTube, I just go to my subscriptions and see what's new, what videos are new. And I, I never go past that. And I've been telling you guys that I've been, uh, you know, wanting to start a new channel. So I've just been looking at stuff that I didn't even know was there on YouTube. Uh, like some of the tabs that I, I you know, I don't, I don't know how new they are or what. Um... And, and also, uh, I was helping my daughter put up some videos, some little kitty videos she was doing. And, you know, they kid, your kids expect you to know everything, right? Especially if you, um, you know, because they know I'm always online. I'm, you know, I'm always working on my website or, my po- or doing something. But, um, you know, something you just don't know, like the, the, the dashboard and the, the back, background or the behind the scenes of YouTube, I haven't been in that stuff in forever. So it was just all, you know, I just been trying to uh, discover all this new stuff. And I may even just do a lynda.com video to get up to speed on on YouTube, right? And so so I clicked on the tab the other day, or yeah, actually yesterday, well, the past few days, and it's the trending tab, trending. What's trending? You know, that's, that's the, I keep hearing that word come up, like whether I'm listening to a podcast, especially if it's like a a podcast to where there's no there's no real one thing they talk about. They kind of just talk about uh, general things, and every now and then someone will say something like, uh, "Oh yeah, that's going to be trending," and I'm like, "What? What is that? Does that mean that's going to be hot news, or you know? That, I mean, that tells you how." <laughs> How behind I am on this new terminology that's going to be trending. So I clicked on trending, and it seems like trending is just, um, you know, whatever. Yeah, like the, the that's just the new term for whatever the the latest news or the hottest thing, right? And it looks like on YouTube, what was trending the past few days is that uh, YouTube have been has been demonetizing certain like. Um, like popular video channel, popular YouTube channels for certain reasons, right? And I was like, that's one thing, you know, in itself, I don't even know how, you know, what what, what the policy, I don't know anything about that, but I just thought it was fascinating that all these, uh, these top YouTubers that I've heard of before and that I was surprised that are still doing it, but, you know, good for them because... Uh, I mean, a few of them I, I watched long, long time ago, like 
you know, long, like 10 years or so ago, but they're still hot. Now they have like anywhere from, I mean, the hottest one is has has 47 plus million subscribers. And then there was another guy that had like 10 million subscribers or something like that, right? And I, you know, I suspect if your revenue is based on subscribers in, in, in that revenue, in the ads, that, uh, you know, since it's a, number ga a numbers game, that you're more likely to make, uh, I don't know, significant or substantial amount of revenue if you're monetizing your YouTube videos. But these were the, these were the people that it seemed to be that were getting deemed for for whatever the reason, I you know I, I have no idea why their videos were getting demonetized because, as far as I know, it, is not, it can't be like anything like foul language or anything like that because they those the videos or, or at least the the YouTube channels that I saw, they they're kind of known for that. So I don't know I don't know what what goes on behind it. But my point is that. I remember when I first saw these videos. Again, this is like ten, this is this is before things are the way they are now. To where I mean, it's rare that something surprises you on YouTube. I mean, you, you know, you may have like a reaction, but it's it's really not anything that's going to be all that surprising. Um, and so I remember when I first watched these videos, I was like. This dude's an absolute idiot. He's an absolute fool, right? And and I'm like, there's no way they can sustain acting like that if that if it's just an act, if it's not the normal way they act. But lo and behold, here it is, all these years later, those YouTube channels are still up. And if you look at, if you do a search for like top YouTube channels, they're on there. And I was telling my daughter about this. I was like, I was talking to my daughter. I was like, so, um, you know, like it or hate it, consistency in doing it for that long, it seems like it paid off. Seems to me, if 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 success is a, uh, if if the number of subscribers is a marker, at least one marker of a successful YouTube channel, then they are successful. And if making a fool yourself doesn't matter in the bigger scheme, then it, it it goes to show that it doesn't because obviously if everyone felt like that they wouldn't have the the viewership that they that they do you know what i mean so it it does take to to put yourself to stand out amongst normality you know to stand out from normality it does take courage and normally um you're going to be thought of as a fool for doing something abnormal, for doing something that is not um, with the culture or whatever environment you're in. You know, you when when you when you set yourself, it's, it's almost like any pick any situation to where there's a culture of a certain thing. If if you if you were raised in a family where there's a culture of obesity <laughs> you there's a culture of obesity and just eating, eating like shit and not not really caring about how you look 
how your what your health is like and then you all of a sudden you start working out you start exercising and, and you know and you start eating right you start eating things differently from your family you, you're gonna be the black sheep you're gonna you know there's gonna be words about you're gonna be thought man you're a fool for like eating that rabbit food you're a fool for <laughs> you're a fool for like jogging what are you running for what are you jogging what are you running from you know it's, it's, it's like even in, in that small of a, uh, a, a scenario you know what I mean so imagine something on a bigger scale um, or, or like you know you 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 raising the culture of where no one no one gets an education no one gets a no one goes past high school or or no one even finishes high school and then you the one that has your eyes set on like some sort of higher degree diploma you're gonna be thought of a fool what are you uh you better than us you know you you you, you know if if everybody else if the tr tradition is to to get locked up go to jail then come home if that's the tradition when, when you do do something counter traditional <laughs> countercultural from the to the environment you you lived in you're gonna be thought oh what are you you think you smarter than us i think i think chris rock did a bit on there or somebody maybe dave Chappelle. somebody had a um somebody had a had a, a skit or a bit about about something like that I, if i if i remember correctly about like you know how to the, the the person that goes to jail and then come home they get like a coming home party but the dude that went to college got a degree come home it's like what you know what are you you smarter than us you think you better than us so so that's so this quote when i when i read that quote that's what it made me think about like how that is so true like the person that the person that that doesn't want to participate in donut friday <laughs> every friday at the workplace Oh, he's weird. He don't want to eat these free donuts. <laughs> donut. He don't want to participate with Donut Friday. What he he eating leaves and shit. He what he eat uh, sunflower seeds. <laughs> so that's that's what this this quote made me think about. Like any anyone that does the thing that is countercultural, not not even countercultural in a negative way like not counter i'm not talking about countercultural in like just to be different it's just this person wants to not not trying to be better than anyone else not not trying to but this, this person just wants more wants something different wants to break the mold wants to um you know wants to wants to i mean and that's you think that's what people want like i want my kids to do way more than I've done, to be, to 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 have way more success than I can even imagine. That's 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 what I want for my kids, and I tell them that all the time. I was like, you know, we we I mean, we, you know, my my wife and I we set a baseline, we set a standard. You know what I mean? We both got degrees, both work. We you know we we both try different businesses we own real estate we want that to be we want that to be in the, ingrained in them that they can do that but we want them to be successful on a whole new level that we know is possible but maybe we didn't we we won't reach in our lifetime that's that's what i want for my kids you know i, I don't want to i'm not the one that um 
to, to limit them by my own limitations. You know what I mean? So, and it takes, it takes being, you know, it takes not being afraid to, to make a fool of yourself to do that. It takes um, not being, not being afraid to, to have the spotlight only on you in the, in the midst of all the darkness, the spotlight is right on you. It takes courage to do that and not want to just blend in and just keep your eyes shut and just huddle and be quiet like everybody else is to not ruffle in the feathers, you know, to, to not uh, kick up in the dust. It, it takes courage to want to go against that, to, to want to be the, the red dot in the sea of, of blackness. It takes, you know, it takes take some balls man take some courage to do that on a on a small scale or on a grand scale you know everybody everybody just so so comfortable everybody want to be comfortable everybody wants to be um liked <laughs> everybody wants to be liked and be thought of as the nice person you know so they appease want to appease everybody and not uh and not you know Stand out. So anyway, I'm off that soapbox. Um, so some updates. Uh, st I'm still on my still on my my regimen. I know you guys probably sick, get sick of me talking about my my workout regimen, but it's it's just something I've always been fascinated about. Like, what's especially as I get older, man. You know, I had my daughter sit on my back. Uh, last night while I was doing some push-ups and this was after I worked out because a lot of times I see somebody and I and I sort of get like think I'm always like well I, I, don't, I don't know if it's just me but once you hit 40 you start looking at people and be wondering like like whether they're in good shape or bad shape you want to wonder how old they are so you can like compare like is like if, if they seem older you you, you look at them that man is that what I have to look forward to? Especially if they like can barely get around or something like that. And then also you look at someone that's younger, you be like, man, I wonder how old that kid is, that, that guy is. I wonder if I can outrun them. <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me, you know, like, or he may be, he making bench press more than me, but I bet I can dust his ass. That, I don't know, maybe that's just me. But I'm always like, uh, my. I mean, I guess there's one of my, when you start getting older and you start seeing people that um, are not getting around, that's like, man, in, in whatever age, that's like one of my uh, biggest fears, not being able to get around, not being able to do stuff, not being able to, uh, I don't know, take care of yourself, man. So, so that's why I'm always messing with these, uh, these different workout regimens because I'm always tweaking it as I get older. You know what I mean? You can't, uh, maybe you can, but, but why, 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 uh, I mean, there's a, there's a, like a, a diminishing return on as you get older on trying to like lift heavy weight and do stuff that maybe you can do, but is it going to benefit you in the end just, just to be able to do that? But then you, you're like, you know, I mean, you're not your bone. You're losing bone density for guys. You're losing your testosterone levels are dropping. It's all this stuff, man. All this stuff plays a part. So my my goal is to to be able to like not be a total fanatic 
like go into a whole nother realm of of uh you know of, of being just crazy about it and then still be able to drink some homebrew <laughs> that's my that's my goal um because i was i was looking at on some youtube channels some uh homebrew channels some some guys that i've been following for a while and i go back to like their first like because i i see over the years man these guys they, they, the way they put on the weight and i'm like man, is it just homebrew you know i go through like their first video and they're just like looking young and fresh but then as they get older as the youtube channel get older and they produce more videos and brew and more brew i'm i look at them now i'll be like man holy shit i mean it's like yeah everything comes with a cost and i know you know beer is is just calories man is, you know but i i just think there's a way to to do that and to and to eat what you want man you know what i uh, i got distracted i i, I hate when somebody's in such a rush to get in front of you cut you off and then they fucking dilly dally it's like what why didn't you just get behind me anyway so so that's my goal you know that's my goal is to be able to uh brew some brew you know every now and then have a burger and then still be in shape still not to be a tub still not be a hump and I know you can do it. I know, I know, I know it's possible. There was another guy who, um, there's another YouTube channel of a guy who actually put himself through that exact scenario. The matter of fact, the YouTube video was titled, uh, how to drink beer and lose weight, you know, and he did a pretty good job. I was like, okay, there's hope. I mean, even though I'm, I'm at my my weight, uh, I'm 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 on task, but I haven't had any beer in forever. And this guy, uh, actually, let me see what it was a holiday. I, I did have some beer, but probably a month or two ago or something like that. But uh, you know, this guy he he uh, reserved his beer drinking for the weekend. So after I hit my target weight, I'm at I, I weighed myself this morning at 179. I want to I want to get down one at least one one or two more pounds because uh, I got two brews on on fermentation and um, and you know I want to I want to do regular brews after even after these two I after these two fermenters I want to just keep a get a stock going on and uh, I may end up having to go to kegs because I still bottle I, for some reason I just like I just like bottling beer I just like even though it's a hassle, I still like bottling. But if I want to produce the the amount that I want to that I want to produce, I may have to go to kegs. So um, kegs uh, or something like that, or like even pony kegs or you know mini kegs. But um, and I like big ass high calorie high abv beers that's that's the thing i like big stouty beers so uh maybe if i could <laughs> come up with a uh like a medium abv sessional like stouty beer that's lower on the calories you know that may be the key that's that's one of my that's one of my goals too to produce a good tasting light beer uh, before i started brewing my own beer i drank Michelob ultra and uh, uh i can't even 
my, my stomach churned even thinking about it. But hey, you know. But one thing though, when I when I drink Michelob Ultra, I mean, even though it's just pretty much water, um, I you know I didn't gain I didn't I never really gained weight. You know, I, I just stayed like the same weight. I stayed in shape. It didn't put you down for uh, a long time. I mean, you know, so uh, that's that. There was a one one good thing about it, but just to even think about drinking something like that now, I, I may try to, you know, make a better tasting uh, a Michelob Ultra. Maybe 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 like a maybe something close to that but with flavor with taste with a little bit of more abv you know alcohol uh something like that maybe that's a goal and that's the thing when you're home brewing you know people people don't realize when you when you it's like it's just like cooking you know like on my on my way home when i picked my my daughters up yesterday i was thinking about making some oatmeal cookies and i was like what would go good with oatmeal and they were just throwing out ideas they were like oatmeal and strawberry cookies Actually, I wanted oatmeal banana, but we didn't have any bananas. And I just wanted to make some cookies from what we had at home. And my daughter was throwing out all these crazy ideas like oatmeal banana, oatmeal oatmeal raisin. I'm like, we don't have bananas or raisins. It's like, we have banana milk. I was like, all right, like, oatmeal peanut butter. That's 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 the same thing when you making beer. You can you can eat something, like have a dessert. Be like, man, I bet a, a beer would go good with this. Oh, I bet this would be uh, this would taste good in the beer. I remember probably two years ago I made this I made this these two beers. It was from the same base, but I uh, added butterscotch to one of them and I add cinnamon disc to the other one because I I think one of my daughters gave me this these two candies and they say taste these taste these uh, together and they taste like cinnamon roll. And I think it was, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was butterscotch and like cinnamon disc or something. And those two candies together taste like a cinnamon roll. So I was like, it's an idea for a beer. So so that's what I did. I made these uh, I made these two beers and I used that same candy. I just melted it and instead of um, conditioning it with, sh- with sugar, I just melted. I, you know, I looked on the bag, saw how, how much sugar each disc had in it. And then I, I used that to get to bottle condition. Um, to 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 get the carbonation, cause when that when the sugar uh, gets eaten away, then it is you know it left that residual that flavor from the candy behind, and um, and I I gave some of that out. People loved it. I never made it again. People wanted it, but I, I never made it again. So um, I, you know I got the recipe written down. So maybe that's something I'll make. Um, but but yeah, I mean that's that's what home you know th- that's why I like when I when I made my first batch I was like I know this is gonna be something that I, I'm gonna do almost like the same way I I don't know it's just something when I'm doing stuff with my hands the same way when I developed my first roll of film which was only not even a year ago you know I I never I stuttered on that process but I never developed my own film um, I just. It's just something I never, I never did. I, I never wanted to. I never even got the fascination because I knew people who did. You know, people talked about it all the time, tried to get me to do it, but I never did. I thought the chemicals would be harsh. Uh, there, there were some people who I saw that did it, and they, they had like these yellow fingernails, 
And that was because they never used gloves and, and they had been doing it for 30 years. But, um, you know, I knew the chemicals were harsh, but chemicals are a lot better than than they were then. There's all sorts of kind of like ergo chemicals for processing, even though I don't. The, the closest ergo chemical I use is uh, I use this one shot uh, fixer, you know, so that that keeps me from having to use like a stop bath or anything like that. And then I use I use water as a stop. So, um, but it, yeah, the same way when I when I started screen printing, it's like uh, I don't know, man. It's something with with processes, with doing with hands on type stuff, with doing stuff that I just uh, you know I, I just uh, I don't I don't think I'm gonna ever get away from 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 you know wanting to do that, wanting to be a part of that, which is also. The hard part about when you're trying to run any sort of business, if you're the type of person that wants to be doing, it's going to be very, very hard for you. No matter what kind of business it is, big or small, if you kind of if you're the kind of person like me that wants to that need that needs to get your hands dirty and you have a hard time just sitting and being the paper pusher, it's, it's just going to be always hard for you. You know, it's just going to be one of those things you got to accept. That you you know is going to be only so 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 many ways or so far you can scale with trying to do everything yourself, or you're going to have to like pull yourself out of it and find a way to every once in a while do it. Um, I remember even when I was in the military, a lot of the officers, even after they got the the initial training, you know, uh, of doing the actual job, they got put in these paper pusher positions. And they hated it, you know, and they and they were just waiting for that one week uh, that they had to pull, pull duty just to stay proficient. You know what I mean? You, you can just see it in their eyes that they didn't do it often enough that every time they do it, it was just revitalizing. And then on the other hand, when we were doing it all the time. It was just kind of mundane to us. And we, and we looked at them as like. You know, these these dudes with college degrees, they can't even get this shit, you know, but they only did it once every blue moon. You know, we did it all all the time. That's that's when like the, uh, you know, the knowledge base shifted, even though they are the superiors as far as rank. The the ones that was doing it, the ones that that were doing it all the time, we were more knowledgeable about the actual mission. So, um but but yeah, man, it's just that's just part of it. It's just you know some some you have to uh, deal with. But I don't know. I got way off the off the off the uh, subject, or did I? I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's it. I think that's it for this uh, episode. I think this. I said I was gonna do a hundred of these before I start reevaluating my format. I think this may this maybe this maybe eighty. I think. I'm not sure. I have to. I have to look at uh. Look at my track list. But um, yeah, I said I was gonna do a hundred before I start. Re rethinking or you know look at the format, look at some feedback. Oh, matter of fact, if you got any feedback or comments or anything, uh, tell us at straighttalkuncut.com, or you know leave the comments on. On the SoundCloud playlist, I mean SoundCloud soundtrack, or in iTunes. You know, I still haven't checked to see if my podcast is coming up in iTunes. Uh, 
I, I don't know, man. It's, it's just like I'm not even I'm not worried about that now, but I do I do want to make sure it's on there. So I guess I should check. The, the, the only hassle is like I don't have any like Apple anything. And so I always have to dig for that iTunes um, for, for iTunes on my on my computer and bring it up it, it's like I don't know it just looks so foreign to me I don't know I, I know that's a dumb excuse but um, that that's something I'm working out you know I have to work out make sure it's on there make sure uh, you know there's not any comments on on there but tell us that straight talk uncut that's the easiest way I mean, if I have to get a Twitter account, if that's even if one person, if one person emailed me and say, hey, man, I would give you more feedback if you had a Twitter account for this podcast. If one person did that, I would I would go ahead and create a Twitter account for this podcast. Um, because I, I I think I have a Twitter account. But I can't remember if I have one for for myself or for my Etsy shops. I can't remember, but if I but if if I get one person to to uh, to mention that you know because I, I listen to other podcasts and I know that's normally how they get feedback and stuff through Twitter, but I don't know if that's just because they don't you know they don't do email. I don't know. I mean, to me, it's it's I just I still use email a lot. <laughs> I just do um, email and and owner like i don't even use text the only people that text me are my are my my wife my kids and uh like if i'm meeting somebody for something specific like a gig or something but other than that it's email so so that's it like i always say i don't know a lot but what i do know i talk straight about this has been straight talk uncut thank you guys for listening until the next time talk to you in the next episode